0: Hello, welcome to The Brief for Love and Respect by Emerson Egerich, Ph.D. The first thing we want to look at is who is Emerson Egerich? And he is a senior pastor, 20 years experience doing that. He has gotten his Ph.D. from Michigan State University in the ecology of the family and children. He has a master's degree from Wheaton College Graduate School a master's in divinity from the University of Dublin, Theological Seminary. And most importantly for this book, he's been married since 1973 with three children. 1973 to today, by my math, is what could be coming up on 48 years here. Founder and head of Love and Respect Ministries. Brief two, the biblical foundation of his book, Love and Respect. In Ephesians, Paul says this, he says, however, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And this is the foundation upon which Dr. Egerich builds this book. His fundamental hypothesis is that men must provide unconditional love to their wife, and the wife must provide unconditional respect to her husband, as this verse suggests. He's saying that men and women have fundamental needs that differ. The man is looking for respect while the wife is looking for love. He talks about something called the crazy cycle, which is when what happens when the wife begins to feel unloved and or the, the husband begins to feel disrespected. When the woman feels um, unloved, she becomes critical, harsh, and she withholds respect. And when the man feels disrespected, what happens to him is he becomes withdrawn. Now, the reason this is a problem is because women want openness and closeness, but, con- but conflict causes men to shut down. When they do physiological studies on men and women, the blood pressure and heart rate for men actually goes up more than it does for women when there's conflict. But men hold it in. And it's probably one of the reasons it goes up so much. But the bottom line is it evokes a fight or flight response in him. And rather than fight, since obviously it's his wife, he kind of flees by shutting down. Now, the two are wired to see and hear differently. He talks about her wearing pink hearing aids and pink glasses because she sees the world differently, hears things differently. Him wearing blue glasses and blue hearing aids because he thinks differently and hears differently. He gives an example that in his viewpoint, women confront to come closer, but men, uh, you know, confrontation obviously makes them want to shut down. Women are very verbal and especially verbal in this confrontation mode. But men, I think there've been studies done on this as well, though he doesn't reference them, where men actually shut down on, They get so overwhelmed by the emotion, their verbal centers shut down. They're not verbally generally as strong as women in the first place. And in the midst of something like an argument, they can get so overwhelmed, all of that, they they lose their ability to communicate. Now, if he feels unloving towards his wife, that will cause her to be more confrontational. Which and disrespectful in his eyes, and then he will become more unloving, and so goes what's called the crazy cycle. The man can also see a woman's attempt to confront him as an attempt to control him, which is a problem. It's important for a man to be able to say to his wife, I feel disrespected. Was I being unloving? Because his being unloving will cause her to disrespect him. He's got a managed to push through all the emotions that he's feeling and hiding and understand that she's coming from not a place of wanting to fight, but actually wanting to come close. He also talks about the energizing cycle. And you can turn around the crazy cycle by the man learning to show his wife love and the woman learning to show her husband respect. And in fact, he speaks of unconditional love and unconditional respect that each must show the other. Now, one example he gives of a husband in this book who handles one of these conflict situations with his wife very well, he tells her, you can continue to emasculate me or you can come over here with me on the couch and we can pray about that. And that caused her to understand he was looking for closeness. They prayed about it and put it behind them. Brief three, how does the man need to show closeness to his wife? He comes up with an acronym that he calls couple. So the letter C for closeness, therefore, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. It says in Genesis, the second chapter in the 24th verse, humans are the only animals that are intimate face to face, Um, sitting and talking, looking at each other, connecting at the end of the day. He talks about how his little girl, when she was four years old, grabbed his head in the dark. And turned it to him and said, Look at me. He said he didn't recall any of his sons ever doing that. So this intimacy, the face-to-face contact is closeness for her. This is how a man needs to show love to his wife. Now he tells a funny story to me in the book about an older couple who's out having dinner and they're um hugging on each he's hugging on his wife and touching her and smiling at her, and they're obviously having a joyful conversation. And his wife says, Why don't you ever do that? And he says, honey, I don't even know her. Well, anyway, it's kind of a corny joke, but the point holds that uh, she is looking for closeness. And some ways to do that, hold her with no intention of sex, walk with her, spend time with her, do special things for her, go out and drive and watch the sunset, pillow talk, um, after sex. So basically what he's saying is it sounds a lot like quality time and a lot like uh, uh, affirmative words, right? So that's what it sounds like uh, from the five love languages. Another, the second letter in couple is O, openness. The author's point is that you need to open up with your wife. It's very important. If she doesn't see you as open, her body won't be open to you. Hard for guys because the way that guys interact, we just do things together and we grow closer in that way. And there's not a lot of talking. It's more what he calls shoulder to um, shoulder. So it's not face to face, but more doing things together. She needs you to talk to her, though, as she grows closer in that way. Do things like share with her what happened you know, in your day, hear what happened with her in her day. Pray together, share your emotions. These are ways that you can become more open with each other. Understanding the you in couple. This is learning not to fix her challenges. You know how, men we want to fix things, solve the problem. Many times she knows how to fix the problem, but what she wants to do with you is vent. So she wants you to be an ear as opposed to a mouth. So sometimes it's important to ask her what she's looking for. She's just looking for you to be someone for her to vent to. Emotional decompression. Understand what she's feeling. The P in couple is for peacemaking. He's saying that when the husband apologizes, that that's a big deal for the woman, that it really helps. He also makes the comment that women get historical, not hysterical, but historical, that they seem to have a memory for everything that you've ever done wrong. Um, he says that apologies will soften her heart. And that, that lines with the Bible, where the Bible says in Proverbs that a soft answer turns away wrath. You work through issues. You don't push them off. You forgive her and you pray together. These are ways that you can make peace L, loyalty. This is another huge uh, huge thing for your wife. You alone are my loves, is what is said in Song of Solomon, the second chapter in the 10th verse. Some ways that you can show loyalty include wearing your ring, banning the D word from your conversation. Great story in there about Robert McQuilkin, who was the president of Columbia Bible College and Seminary. And he left after 22 years. He resigned his position as president when his wife got Alzheimer's. Um, And he didn't realize it, but his story became one that was printed in a number of magazines. He was invited to do radio and TV shows. uh, But he just felt it was his duty. He said she provided for him for 40-something years. The least he could do would be to provide for her for that long. And so other things that you can do to show loyalty, speak well about her, help with the decisions in her world, things that are important to her, correct her in private away from the children. She must be second only to God, make the children respect her, share your plans. Let her know that you can be counted on because you keep your commitments. Let her see you keeping your commitments. Esteem. E. We feel called to die for our wives because we're called to love our wives as Christ loved the church, right? And Christ, of course, died for the church to sanctify her and to save her. And we're called to do the same thing, to die for them. But the E here for esteem is to reassure them of their worth, their excellence, to speak highly of them, to encourage and praise them. Notice the positive changes that they make. Teach the kids to respect her. Um, when you choose her and spending time with her or with the family as opposed to the, fam- to the guys, that's showing esteem for her. You're trying to make her feel that she is first amongst all humans and let her know that you're proud of her and show that. Brief 4. How a woman needs to show respect to her husband. Well, he gives the acronym of CHAIR for this one. And Cher stands for the C is for conquest. And what he's saying here is that there's a built-in need for men to achieve, especially in the work field. You have to remember that the first thing that God did was he gave man work. He told him to cultivate and care for the, the garden. And so they start out working. And that was, you know, it was all good at that point. The work was as well. And it's a big part of a man's makeup. He needs to work and provide. And he needs his wife to believe in him, to value his work. You have faith in him to to succeed. Show him that. Allow him to dream. Show him positivity in this arena. And I can tell you that a man will rise to the level of what you say about him and think about him with respect to this area. Or he will fall to it. He will have to fight through your comments if they're negative in this area. But you can really give him the power to do great things with your words in this area. H in his acronym chair is for hierarchy, the man's need to protect and provide, um, because he is called to give his life for his wife. um, That translates to protecting and providing. And so the way that she can show um, her understanding of this is her admiration, using her words, praises commitment to work, no put downs on salary, and understand that all work is sacred. So whatever work he does, that it's sacred. And honor him for it. The A in chair is for authority. In this case, he's saying that the man is the head and the wife is to be subject to him. And he's using Ephesians 5, 22 and 23 as his guide. He's saying that the man needs 51% uh, and the woman gets 49%. And so the question for the wife in this area is, is she following? And that could be very difficult as there are a lot of women who are very talented and more talented than their husbands. But what he's saying is this is the biblical way. And so in that scenario, I think that the wife, he would say, would be called to to pray about it. Um, and obviously, the great leader would use the talents of his of his people, of his other half, in the areas where he was weak. You know, and vice versa, the eye and chair is for insight. Understand that he has a talent for analysis and can offer wise advice in many cases. There are times when a wife will just need her husband's ear. it really helps him if you tell him that's what you need because he's wired to give advice to problem solve, and that's what two men would do for each other um and so that's what he wants. You know, what he kind of expects uh, to do for you, that you will value it. But that's not always the case. And when you have differences, uh, you know, be respectful. The word is a soft answer turns away wrath. And that's a good thing always to keep in mind. The R in chair is for relationship. Sometimes a wife, if she just sits and watches what her husband's doing or just sits shoulder to shoulder with him, for the husband, that's perfect. Because remember, that's the way that two men would relate. Uh, There's a story he tells in the book about a man and his wife, and they go deer hunting together. And the man sets out the blind. They go out. They set out the blind. They wait for a deer to come by. No deer comes by. They're going to hunt with a bow and arrow. They never see a deer, so they never shoot a bow and arrow. The man takes down the blind. They walk back to the truck, and he's telling his wife what an awesome time they had. I think that that would be a real sacrifice for a lot of people, especially if they're not interested in that kind of thing. But his point is, men get a lot out of just spending time together without talking. And why? Because that's the way that men relate one to another. Just as women get a lot out of talking, because that's how women tend to relate one to another. The S in chairs is for sexuality. And his point here is, a pretty simple and straightforward one that he would say i think that you gain access to a woman's body through her spirit but he would say the opposite for men you gain access to their spirit through their body um he's simply expressing the importance of sex to men brief 5 key takeaways i think i would say that there are three key takeaways in this book the first is simply that men and women have differing needs the author's premise is that the man needs respect and that the woman craves love. He would say that you show love to a woman in this way. Remember the acronym couple that we went through earlier. Closeness, openness, understanding. The power of pardons, I would call it, but he calls it peacemaking. L, loyalty. E, esteem. And you got his ways of expressing love for the for the female to show respect to a man his acronym is chairs and that is conquest understanding his need for that hierarchy he's designed to protect and provide a for authority <clears throat> i for insight r for relationship s for sexuality Lastly, I think that there is a a great pairing between this book and between the book, The Five Love Languages. What I would say is the verbal affirmation is a great way to show respect. The verbal affirmation that's talked about in in that book, The Five Love Languages. That's going to be one that's going to resonate a lot with guys, I think, a lot of guys. And then I think uh, that in general, it would be very important for a husband to understand that book. And understand how his wife is wired to understand and see love. um, Because his wife's need is for love. So I think those two books are very complimentary. And it would behoove you to take a look or take a listen to the brief on the five love languages. Hi, thank you for listening to this brief. We have plenty more at ChristianBrief.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-B-R-I-E-F dot com. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And hope you check out some of the other briefs at ChristianBrief.com.